Today, we are going to give you some running backs that you can add to your roster for fairly cheap. Now, I will warn you, this is a nursing home sponsored videos, meaning that these running backs are old. But I think a lot of people old. are forgetting that old people are important, too. So we're going to give you some older running backs, cheaper running backs to add to your roster. And actually, maybe a couple of young ones, one young one at least. So make sure you like yeah. the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We've got Dynasty content coming out every single week. And our first running back is going to be Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones announced last week. Big shocker here that he's coming back to the Packers. What? Why would they ever who, do that? Who would have predicted this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I Is A.J. Dillon's dynasty value in the toilet now? I, I don't understand why people ever expected A.J. Dillon to be anything. I mean, they brought... When in, they were paying Aaron Jones. They're paying Aaron Jones, and they brought A.J. Dillon in to compliment Aaron Jones. I mean, without Aaron Jones, they're really... I mean, A.J. Dillon's not really what A.J. Dillon yeah. is. But and to be then, fair to A.J. Dillon, there's not really... And Aaron Jones without AJ exactly. Dillon I mean, at this point they, of his career. They complement each other very well. But I think looking at Aaron Jones now, you're looking at somebody that averaged 16 points per game or something like that. I'll look it up, man. It, it was It's on our ADP. It, and it was borderline running back one number. Very consistent, very high floor. Uh, obviously in an offense that he's going to be featured in. And I think one of the main concerns is going to be whether he plays with Aaron Rodgers or not. And in all honesty, I don't think this should be a concern. I think if Aaron Rodgers is not there, that becomes even more of a focal point in their offense. I think he was last year. I think you saw you saw them pass the ball a lot less. I think Rodgers was displeased with their receivers. Um, they were using Aaron Jones a lot. I think he's going to continue to get that usage. I don't think that veteran uh, in that locker room is going to just basically be outsourced now because he's old. Because the fact of the no. matter is, not all touches are created equal. Aaron Jones is getting a lot of touches through the passing game. And because of that, he's probably going to last longer. And I think running backs in general, we've said this for a long time, our prediction is that running backs in general are going to start lasting longer in the NFL, especially the ones that are catching passes like Aaron Jones. And yeah. because of this, I think Aaron Jones lasts longer in the NFL than your average running back. Yeah, and I mean, the 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 numbers show it here. He's very um, Austin Eckler-esque just in terms of his usage at his age. Um, he's... Just over a thousand total carries in his career. Jeez, man! At twenty-eight years old, and that that means that he's basically two-thirds of his running back life has been used up, which, which at, at that age is just ridiculous. He's never been a ba a bell cow running back, a, a bow cow running back. <laughs> um, so last season, I mean, fourteen point six points per game. That's uh, on a points per game basis. That's RB eleven. What'd you say? 14.6? 14.6. Okay, that was close. And he, again, if Aaron Rodgers stays, we know the Rodgers and Jones duo. We, we've, we've come to, to yep. know it well and be familiar with it and love it for the last five years. And if Rob, Rodgers leaves and love comes in, then Aaron Jones is going to be the easiest target for love, especially as a developing QB. Who's, it's a win-win, guys. It, it is a win-win. And I, I again... I think a lot of you are going to want to rush to the comments and say, he's a declining asset in Dynasty. He's dead. Nobody's going to want to touch him. Well, look, with Aaron Jones, with his with his career touches count, I'm going to bet Aaron Jones is productive for two or three more years, like in Dynasty. And you're yes, getting him in the 10th round, the 10th round of startup draft, guys. Somebody that just averaged 15 points per game, you're getting in the 10th round. If you want to win leagues, if you actually want to win dynasty leagues, you still have to score points. It's not redraft, but you win the same way as you do in redraft in the sense that you have to score more points than your opponents. The problem with dynasty owners is they're scared of age. If you want to really two six, yeah, if you running wanna, backs, if you want to really take advantage of your league mates, 
add these guys to your roster. They cost so little, and they give you more than what they're worth in production. Absolutely. Aaron Jones is a huge, huge buy. We're going to talk about James Conner next. I'll let you go on the James Conner tangent. And you guys can, I mean, you can get mad, but James Conner's going in the 12th, 13th, 13th round now. The 13th. I don't think you understand how invaluable a 13th round startup pick is. I, it's, not, it's not worth anything. You're drafting like Nothing. third round picks there. He keeps falling. It's it's ridiculous. You're drafting dart throws in a rookie draft, and people are opting to get out on James Conner a year early because you know people see that his contract is over. And in all honesty, after next year, I think James Conner's future is cloudy. However, when his value dips this low, it's it's way worth it to keep him. Yeah, I thought he was a good value in the eleventh round, and now it's thirteenth. Are you kidding me? Uh, fifteen point four p- points per game. That was RB nine on a points per game basis this last season. Don't look at his total numbers because he was out for four games in the middle of the season. He yep. came back and produced when it mattered for y'all in the playoffs. Yep. He is under contract. Same thing as Aaron Jones. I don't care if they bring anyone in. I don't care if they draft someone. Simon seems to be convinced that they're going to draft some running back this Who cares? year who's going to replace James Conner. Well, they're not going to replace James Conner until his contract is over and until they let go of him. And they're not going to let go of him because they're paying him. He is the running back being paid, so he will get the touches. He is utilized as a bell cow running back, so he has plenty of volume, and he started getting some really, really impressive targets in the passing game um, towards the end of last season. In total, he had um, 46 receptions for 300 yards, and he ended up totaling eight total touchdowns overall. Um, that is nice. Here's why that's important. Do you know why his, his reception usage went up near the end of the year? Because because Kyler was Kyler hurt. was hurt and Kyler is going to be hurt at the beginning of next year too and when he comes back Kyler's not going to be He's the mobile be... QB that he normally is James Conner is going to be very heavily relied on next year guys if you want to win go get a 15 points per game he he scored 15 a game still last year and add him <laughs> to your flex spot for a third round pick you you cannot you cannot get better value than that. Dalvin Cook. Now, with Dalvin Cook, I think this is one where I do see some arguments for this. I think it's likely that Dalvin Cook is released by the Minnesota Vikings, uh, making him a candidate to go somewhere as a veteran and start. How old is Dalvin now? Is he 27 right now? Uh, yes, I think he's pushing 28, if I'm not mistaken. So, so obviously, he's getting up there in age. He's got. He's had a lot of... So he's um, 27 and a half right yeah, now. Yeah, so he's had, he's had a lot of carries in his career. Um, however... I do think if Dalvin Cook goes to the right landing spot, and let me know if you agree with this, that Dalvin Cook could be utilized in a way that would revitalize revitalize his fantasy career. Well, I say that, but he averaged, I think, 14 points per game or something like that last year in, in Dynasty Leagues. Yes, sir. 14 points per game, exactly. Yeah. Um, coming from that awesome 2017 draft class, um, second-round pick, he's obviously had the draft capital his entire career. That's why they didn't give up on him after he tore his ACL early in his career, the Vikings. Um, Dalvin is... One of those guys where I could see him being utilized almost like a uh, like, like a McKinnon um, later in his career, where he's going to be useful for one of those lead offenses. Someone will bring him on for cheap, maybe sign him to a two-year deal, and he'll keep getting those receptions. And in a PPR league, that's invaluable. And Absolutely. as explosive as he is with those opportunities, like I, I'll, I'll jump on that anytime. Now I don't. I mean, I don't think I like Dalvin as the workhorse back at this point in his career. No, but he's not going to be that somewhere. Uh, you saw his best his best performances last year. Number one, he was lining up in the actual slot a lot. Yeah, um, I understand. Ran, ran a lot of routes, and but it, 
there is absolutely a role for a Dalvin Cook type veteran. And again, Jarek McKinnon is a perfect example. Jarek McKinnon was extremely efficient on his touches in terms of his fantasy points per game because every time Jarek McKinnon came in, it seemed like he scored a touchdown. Dalvin Cook can be used in the exact same way. Somebody that can line up at receiver. He has a pretty nice route tree as well. It's something that he can continue to do until later in his career. He's going to take less physical impact from those type of hits rather than being a, an, a between the tackles type back. And again, I get the durability concern. I, I get that. I, I, I he's that too. always been, he's always just had small nagging injuries yes. that usually end up, it kind of bites you in the butt at the end of the season for, for the last couple of years, especially. But again, if, if you're getting him for, for a cheap price, you know, um, like mid late second. Uh, yeah. Cause he's starting I, I, to go I, in the 10th round. Like, I mean, he's starting to really slide guys. Yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of concerning. Yeah. And this is a guy too, that we would probably recommend wait until he gets cut to buy him because he, he'll he'll fall even more once he's cut and do it before he goes to another team. Yeah. So and really then, that's that's going to be your your time to go get Dalvin. And that's what I was also going to say. Worst case scenario, you can sell Dalvin after he signs with his new team because his value will increase. Yeah, and for you guys that are rebuilding, maybe even soft rebuilds, we would say for Dalvin specifically, it's probably okay for you to shy away from going and getting him. Even oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. E- even even if you're thinking like maybe I'll just get him and then ship him to a contender later in the season, there is enough risk where I I wouldn't be doing that as a soft rebuild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on to Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is going to be probably the, uh, the him of one or two guys are going to be the most expensive of these guys, so cheap. But this is cheap when you talk about it in relative terms. Because 19 the, points per game. Oh, my gosh. Because the earliest I've seen Derrick Henry go in these startup drafts so far, which, by the way, do your startup drafts now. Do it. It's fun to do two drafts. Do a startup draft, do a rookie draft. The earliest I've seen in a startup draft, I think it's the seventh round, and I've watched, I've done a lot of mocks, I've done a lot of startups, and I never see him go above the seventh. And a lot of times he's sliding to the eighth. And he scored dang near 20 points per game. That is ridiculous. That is league winning. You're adding a league winning running back. And I get, everybody was saying this about Derrick Henry last year. Oh, he's going to slow down. He's going to hit a wall. He's going to get injured and then it's going to be it. It's going to end his career. 1500 touches officially does not apply for Derrick Henry. He is a unicorn. He is a surefire hall of famer and you can pay Brandon Ayuk or Pat, Pat Fryermuth as a contender to go get Derrick Absolutely. Henry. Absolutely. That, that Smash. I, I couldn't have put it better any other, of any other way. I would not have said it better than that. He is one of one. He is unique. We are Colts fans. We play him twice a year. We despise and it, sucks. it. It stinks. It's terrible. Just retire. But please. he's not slowing down. Like <laughs> that's the thing. He's still running over people. He's still taking his arm and just throwing people to the ground. He's he is still King Henry. And he's going to be King Henry, I would suspect, for a couple more years. And you're getting him and and think about the future projection of the Tennessee Titans offense. Who's their quarterback next year, first of all? They're not going to bring in an air raid passing offense QB to throw the ball everywhere. I mean, really, their only sustainable weapon in the receiving game is Traylon Burks, and he's still very young. That is a team that is built to ground and pound, and they're going to continue to do that next year as well as they maybe, I don't know, they always outperform what we think they're going to because Vrabel's such a good coach, but maybe a little bit more of a rebuild next year. I don't really, I mean, if, even if Tannehill comes back, again, Tannehill's not going to be slinging it 50 times a game. Nope. Derek, it's Derrick Henry's offense, and you're getting a league winner. It's Mike Vrabel's offense. Yeah, you're getting That's a league winner. That's the type winner. of offense he runs. In the eighth round, which is equivalent to, I think, a late first, early The second. 110. Yeah. For, for our ADP. So if you're a contender, you have the 110, and you can get Derrick Henry. I know it's risky because he's old, but again, one of one, 20 points per game. It could win you a league. That's not a move I'm making right now, 
Maybe closer to draft time I'm making that move, but again, a lot of times I want to make those contender moves, um, the heavy contender moves. So like some of these guys, you're adding them right now because they're so cheap, but with Derrick Henry, it might be something you wait till um, next season. The problem with that would be that once he does start producing, his value instantly goes up. He's going to be worth and going for more than he's going for in startups right now. So there is an advantage to grabbing him right now. Again, at 20 points per game, how can you argue with that? I see all of the concerns. I know he's a declining asset. I know that he's aging out, but at the same time, I think he's alleviated some of those concerns up to this point. So, Derek Henry. Uh, Joe Mixon is our next guy. Now, so, this one's interesting. I'll, because, let, I'll let you take the point on this. Yeah, because he obviously, allegedly, ha- ha- he had some... Allegedly. A- alleged legal stuff. Um, I don't want to We're, get we're learning this lesson from Pat McAfee. Um, but that, honestly, I'm just not really concerned about that at all when it comes to his dynasty value. Um, he's... You can't shoot people in dynasty, so, I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> allegedly. And... stop stop we have to get through this video um joe mixon may not be on the Bengals next season i'm it kind of came out of nowhere honestly i wasn't expecting this to happen so quickly and then the word starts starts spreading in the dynasty community they're like hey joe mixon could be a cut candidate they could draft another rookie running back and, and get him on that rookie deal and they could be just as effective which honestly i see I, I see it. Yeah, I think I, see I think there's I think a possibility. It's, it's I think happen. there's I think it's possible, especially when you're when you're talking about Burrow getting this mega deal. Probably this off season, if I were a betting man, I don't think they're gonna let him get even close to being an unrestricted free agent. Um, so, with that being said, why why would you spend money on a second deal for a declining asset in Joe Mixon? I get it. Joe Mixon's gonna be a really good high producing running back probably for the rest of his career. Um, or relevant career is probably going to be an RB2 from here on out is what I would guess with a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 ceiling. And at, at that point, like with him continually falling in ADP right now, I will take him as a contender. And again, he's not that old. He's only 27. Yeah, and, and the other thing really... He's 26! He's 26! He's not even 27. Guys, this is, one of these, this is one of these running backs who when you see the 26-year-old number... We cry. We cry and we start to freak out. We're like, well, he's yeah. he's been in the league since 2017. He came in really young. He has a lot of wear and tear. That's true. He's still only 26 years old. Yeah. Joe Mixon is not the monster under your bed. He might be the guy in your neighborhood that is threatening to shoot you, but he's not the monster under your bed. So Allegedly. Allegedly. I think that with Joe Mixon, again, he's somebody, especially being not even being 27 yet, He's somebody that's going to go to another team and he's going to have a very valuable role in the passing game there. And a lot of people want to like to argue like what what situation could he go to that's better than the Bengals? And I think I'll push back on that a little bit because I mean the Bengals really transformed into an offense that was throwing the ball a lot. And and while Joe Mixon was getting some of those targets, I think it definitely took away from what Joe Mixon was potentially able to do on the ground. So you saw his production take a slight dip um, and you saw, you know, P. Ryan, I think was more efficient than him. However, again, I, I don't think the Bengals are necessarily the top landing spot for Joe Mixon. Like, And if they brought him back, obviously, that's great. You want somebody to be tied to an elite offense. But it's not like if he goes somewhere else, that's going to completely damage him. I don't think it's going to damage him or his value at all. Not to mention, I think a lot of people are still under uh, the impression that there are still charges against him. There aren't, so that's still affecting his value. He's just somebody that right now, I think I think you can almost guarantee his value at some point this offseason is going to be significantly higher than it is right now which makes somebody a buy again. And it could end up being a flip. He could end up being a flip where it's like maybe safer to sell him. There might be some safer assets to pivot off of. However, right now it's definitely worth the risk and the upside to go get Joe Mixon at the current price point. He's going at. So, all right, Ezekiel Elliott. 
I, this is very unpopular, but there's he not. Is, a, here's the only thing. He he truly he's even cheaper than James Conner. Yeah, and this the only thing you need to know about Ezekiel is he's going in the 14th, 15th round. If you're really an avid dynasty player, if you really are interested in winning your leagues, I, again, Jerry, Gerald Jones, the old guy that runs the Cowboys, he's gonna play Tony. He's gonna play Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. We're gonna get that Super Bowl. We're gonna get that Super Bowl, and Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I swear he's going to play Ezekiel Elliott until Ezekiel Elliott's thirty-five. I, I, I don't think I, you would have thought right by now, but that Jerry Jones would have been like, oh, 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 I should, <laughs> I should maybe trade Ezekiel Elliott away because he's taking up a lot of my cap space. But he's not doing. But we'll it. pay him ninety million. But we'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it makes no sense. But again, Jerry Jones has already come out and said this offseason that he's bringing Ezekiel Elliott back. <laughs> I almost lost my phone. He's still he's still a bruiser. He's still getting red zone touches. Twelve total touchdowns last season. Same as in twenty twenty one. Twelve point four fantasy points per game in the fourteenth fifteenth round. You're not getting come that on. from any other asset. Come on. The 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 big. The common denominator between all these guys that we've talked about so far, don't don't leave yet. We still have one more guy. But these guys, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, they're all old, okay? They're all old. And everyone wanted to be out of them, out out of shares of them by the time they were 26 years old. You're we're starting early. to see, with the, see this with Nick Chubb as well. But guys, when you look three years later, after you sold them when they were 26 years old, and then three years down the road, you're going to look back and be like, dang, I missed out on an additional three seasons of 14 points per game. Because you are. I We always hear this from, from different dynasty owners that they'd rather be out on running backs a year early than too late. And I say no, no. Uh, give them to me. Give them to me. I'll take them because they're salvage value. They're a declining asset always. It doesn't matter what age your running back is. Even if they're young, they're continually declining. It's like a car. But their salvage value is already so low. Why not just ride them to zero? Bingo. Let them die on your roster. That's a great point. At some point, it there's no, you're gaining nothing by trading Ezekiel Elliott for a dart throw. Let him die on your roster, unless you're a cont- or unless you're a rebuild and you need and you can get like a third or a fourth for him. I guess if you're rebuilding, then you're getting what you can for these guys. But from in most situations, especially as a contender, let let James Conner, Aaron Jones, all the let these guys die on your roster. It, it, the production that they're going to give you over the last couple of years will be worth more than what you're going to sell them for a year early because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You selling them a year early is not actually selling them a year early. You're selling them at the same time everybody else is because everybody's selling a year early. And chances are they're probably going to produce for longer than a year. That's why sell pe- them because people are selling them at 26 years that's old. That's why people sell them a year early and their value goes so, down so low because they're selling them a year early and then the next year they're actually at the same value. Because people sold them all. Everybody sold them a year before, and they still produced. Yeah, and I get it. This is the Todd Gurley effect. I, I really do. Like, there will be some people where you sold them for a high price, and you got out a year early, and you're sitting pretty because of it. But more often than not, we're willing to wager and bet that this just isn't going to happen for most of these running backs that, that we're talking about today, and that they're going to get sort of, you, you know, I mean, we saw it with James Conner. James Conner is a great lesson for us where, you know, you think he's dead. You think he's too old to be really valuable at all. And then he just ends up being in the right situation at the right time, gets the right contract, beats out the guy that you thought was going to beat out him. I was one of those guys that thought Edmonds was going to beat out Conner and it blew up in my face. And the people who bought into James Conner got a ton out of it. 
and he's still producing. Yep. Last, That's all I got to say about that. Last guy, bring it home, Nathan. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. This is again, we're we're ending with this guy just like we did with Tony in the last video. He's our softest, softest buy. Um, but he's still young. That that really is our point here. He's just finished up the last year of his rookie deal. People are assuming that he's going to go elsewhere and not get the starting job. Um, I, I, I'm sympathetic to that. I don't really see why the Bears would pay him unless, again, it doesn't have to be a four-year deal. They could just sign him to a two-year deal. Chicago could to keep him on. He's not an expensive running back. It could be a two, two-year, $10 million deal. It, he's not going to be that expensive, and he is an effective running back when he gets the volume, and he did this past season. So if he gets in the right situation at the right time with the right contract, then that's going to be a guy that you got cheaply right now that you're probably going to end up net positive on his value later, and then we can reevaluate him then. He's not expensive. That That's our point right now. So if you can get him even as a throw-in, then it's it's worth the shot. We don't love him as, as a running back. We don't think he's that talented. He doesn't really have any elite skill sets or a ton to build on to be a really long-lasting dynasty asset that's going to go past 27, 28 years old. But right now at this price, again, shoot your shot. If you don't agree with us on these, let us know. But don't be a jerk in the comments because we don't. We're we're not going to reply if you're a jerk. We tried to be understanding. There, first of all, there are more than one. There's more than one way to win a dynasty league. Second of all, we've won dynasty leagues like this, so we have experience doing it. And even though you don't win your dynasty leagues doing this, it still works. And honestly, these guys, I think most people would agree, are going to produce are going to outproduce their price. So the, these tell are, us what you think yeah. about Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, please. We, <laughs> We um, we we hope you'll add some of these guys at some point this offseason if you're a contending league, especially. We really we really are confident that these guys are going to help you win your leagues, and that's what we're here to do is help you win your leagues. So with that in mind, make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We've got all kinds of new Dynasty content coming out every single week this offseason, including leading up to the Combine. We're going to do some pre-Combine analysis. We're going to do a live video from the Combine or maybe a pre-recorded video from the Combine and then a Combine analysis afterwards we're gonna have all kinds of rookie content so make sure you subscribe to the channel make sure you go check out our locals that's where all of our exclusive content is including our rankings adp data uh, trade advice etc as always we appreciate you guys listening thanks for joining us and we'll see you later